Well, hallelujah. Y'all know this is the best day we ever had? Because Proverbs 4.18 says what? The path of the just is as a shining light. And it shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Every day gets a little brighter. Gets a little closer to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords reigning. He's already reigning. But the earth is going to know He's reigning. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know what Marion said about the disciples? He go preach the kingdom. He said, you go preach the kingdom. Now here's the kingdom. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. Freely receive, freely give. Yes. Yes. Heal the sick, yes. cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. Freely you receive, freely give. Go. That's the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So we're looking at... What, what Marion said will go to, he says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Now, healing, a lot of people don't know that's the will of God. A lot of people think it might be. A lot of people think that someday it will be. But I want to tell you what, the kingdom's now. Amen. The kingdom's within you. Amen. And you know, he told us to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, and cast out devils. Well, you know, I was sitting in my office the other day, and we, we started our walk casting out devils. We've literally cast out thousands of devils. And there's only a comma separating devils from laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. You know what the problem is? Do we believe that? Do we believe that? It makes a difference what you believe. I was in Amarillo a few years ago at a, at a home group. And I was sitting there. I don't even think Jenna was there. And a lady across, sitting on the fireplace, fell over in the floor and grabbed her head. And her husband said, it's her migraine. I heard me say, you was there. Okay, she can confirm it. I heard me say, that's not a migraine, that's a devil. And I walked over there and commanded that devil to leave. And immediately she got up and sat down. And her husband said she'd been in the hospital several days that week with a migraine. Now... Smith Wigglesworth says every sickness and disease has a demon attached to it. So we've got to heal the sick. We've got to cast out devils. That's why we're here. That's what we need to rise up to. But see, I didn't, it's so in me that I didn't have to think about it. We need to believe healing's the same way. We don't even think about it. We know it's God's will. You've got to get convinced it's God's will not only for everybody else but for yourself. You with me? And that's what we're doing. Now, uh, I want to read Psalms 91. I'm glad that he brought it up. Because we read this in the coffee shop every single morning to cover all you folks and everybody. Now, John G. Lake said in his book, For 25 years God has kept me so that sickness nor the devil were unable to touch me. From the day I saw the 91st Psalm, a man's privilege of entering into God, not only for healing, but for health, say health. health, and having God and the life of God in every fiber of your being. Yes. Psalms 91, 25 years. Now, the Lord gave me this. It's new man confessions. It's adjusted a little to a new man. He that dwelleth in union in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will confess of the Lord. He's my refuge, my fortress, my God in him I trust. 
Surely he hath delivered me from the snare of the fowler and from all diseases. I'm covered with his feathers and under his wings I safely trust. His truth and faithfulness are my sword and shield. I'm not afraid of the terror at night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the disease that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that destroys at noonday. Listen, a thousand might fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because I'm in union with the Most High and He's my refuge and my habitation, there can no evil get close to me. Neither shall any sickness come near my home. For he's given his angels charge over me to keep me and mine in all our ways. His angels will lift me up in their hands so that I don't stumble and fall. And I have power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. I have set my love upon him. Therefore, he says, he will set me on high. Seat me together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus our Lord. If I need his help, he's in union with me will deliver me from all evil and share his glory with me. With long life will he satisfy me and show me his full salvation. Amen. Now, full salvation is what we're talking about. We we got more than just power over devils. We got the ability to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen. So we need to start practicing it. Now, Proverbs chapter 4. I want to show you one of the greatest scriptures there is on healing. Now you say, that's kind of weird. Not really. All right. That's where we get the path of the justice is a shining light that shines more and more to the perfect day. Now, verse 18 is it. The path of the justice is a shining light shines more and more to the perfect day. My son, verse 20. Now listen, here's the steps. Attend unto my word. That means listen, listen carefully. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all your flesh. Say health to your flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Now he says, put away from you a forward mouth, perverse lips put far from you. Let your eyes look right on and let your eyelids look straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Ponder and let all your ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So we see that. Now, I want to read that in in the... I'm going to read that in the Passion. Listen carefully, my dear child, verse 20, to everything I teach you. Pay attention to all I say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then you will unwrap my words. They will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard your affections of your heart. For they affect all you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. For from it flows the wellsprings of life. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using words that have no matter. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose. What kind of purpose? Look straight ahead. Ignore life's distractions. Huh. 
Weapons of mass distractions. That's the enemy's number one job, to distract you. To distract you. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth. The road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. Guard it, guard it, guard it, guard it. Keep it, watch it. And I think just out of carelessness, we let down our guard. Why would the Bible say give no place to the devil if we couldn't? Give me an amen. All right. So we got to see that. But looking at healing, before we can have faith for healing, we must rid ourselves of all unbelief in respect to God's will to heal us. Appropriating cannot go beyond our knowledge of his revealed will. You got to know healing is the revealed will of God. Is that right? We must believe according to the word of God. Now I want you to hear this. That is just as much God's will to heal us as it is his will to forgive us of our sins. You got to believe they're the same. I believe when we start believing the same, we'll see the same. It's a matter of unbelief. God called it an unevil, a heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. And you got to see, we must believe according to the word of God that it's just as much God's will to heal as it is his will to forgive our sins. You know, in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus came in. Well, let's just, let's just look at it. Matthew chapter 9. <clears throat> this is what my heart's crying after. We shouldn't be running around in fear <clears throat> over some little virus. It's ridiculous. You read Psalms 91, that thing's covered in several verses. You don't have to fear it. <clears throat> Verse 9, chapter 9, Matthew. Verse 1, he entered into his ship and passed over and came to his own city. And behold, there was brought to him a man sick of the palsy. I'd be sick of the palsy too, wouldn't you? (laughs) Lying on a bed and Jesus seeing their faith. Now listen, Jesus seeing their faith. Jesus responded, you know, and every time the centurion, I hadn't seen this great of faith. See, it's that persuasion, you know what's fixing to happen. They knew when Jesus showed up on the scene, something was going to happen to their friend. Seeing their faith, <clears throat> said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Now I want to tell you something. From my research, you can't separate sickness from sin. They're in the same category. <clears throat> now look what they said. Certain scribes said, this man blasphemed Jesus, knowing their thoughts, he said, wherefore think you it's evil in your heart? For whether is it easy to say thy sins be forgiven or to say rise and walk? Forgiveness, rise and walk, they're the same. Come on. Thy sins be forgiven, rise and walk. What is he saying? But that you may know that the Son of God hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then said he to the man, rise, take up your bed and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Jesus said, I've given you power and authority over all the works of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means, what? Hurt you. So we got to see. That's the gospel. That's the good news. You know, Romans chapter 10, verse 16 says, But they have not all believed the gospel. 
For Isaiah says, who hath believed their report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He'll grow up before him as a tender plant, a root out of dry ground. He has no form, no comeliness, no beauty that you would desire him. He's despised, rejected a man, acquainted with sorrow and grief, and we hid as it were our faces. But he was wounded for who? For our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. How many of you believe that? You sure do. That's what got you saved. And by his stripes, we're healed. Now that sounds a little different light, doesn't it? It's just as much real as that first part. The fact of what he did in the garden for your soul is just as much a reality. You know, 3 John verse 2 says, I would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. 90% of you sitting here today have understand the exchange of the will, that you're a new creature. You have the mind of Christ. We've accepted being, having our spirit born again and we've accepted the garden. It's time to accept the whipping post. You know, we look at it, we say, well, is that God's will? Well, let me, let's start in Matthew chapter 4. I just want to read a few scriptures to you. How many of you know but Jesus did all of this before he even went to the cross and was beat for your, for your healing? Matthew chapter 4. I'm going to start in verse, where's it? Where am I at? 23. Okay. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought unto him all the sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, demons, and those which were possessed with devils and those that were lunatics and those that had palsy. And he healed, most of us versions say, he healed them all. How many did he heal? He healed them all. Okay. Then we go to chapter 8, verse, what am I going to? 16. Now, what first thing we got to establish, is this God's will? What did Jesus come to do? To heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. That's what he told the disciples to do. That's why we're here. Okay. And it says here in verse 16, 8, 16. When evening was come, there was brought to him many that was possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirit with his word and healed all that were sick. Say how many? All. all that were sick. That what? It might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, Isaiah 53, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. We got to believe that it's his will for us to be whole. You got to believe it. Nine, chapter 9, verse 35. Let's go to 935. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Right? What is the gospel of the kingdom? Look, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. What is the gospel of the kingdom? Healing every disease and every sickness. He came to make us whole. Okay. Woo! But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he to the disciples, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he was sent for laborers into the harvest. Chapter 10, verse 1. Then he called unto him his 12 disciples. He gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. That's why he came to do that. Amen. Look at chapter 12, verse 15. Ooh, Lord. 
Is that where I'm going? Oh, I've got to go to 14. Okay. All right. Okay, yes, it. 15. 12, 15. And when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and the great multitude followed him, and he healed how many of them? All of them. Does all mean all? Has ever, the devil ever said everybody else can be healed, but you can't? How many has heard those words? It's true for everybody else, but it's not true for you. It's an unbelief lie. And he charged them that they should not make him known. Chapter 14, verse 14. Why am I doing all this? I'm trying to get the ground set on November 1st at 6 o'clock. On Sunday night, we have our glory meeting. We're going to see devils go, and we're going to see people healed. We're going to see fear run out. The, no, fear ain't even coming in this place. I don't care whose fear it is. It ain't coming in here. And we're going to see God set people free from all the fear of all this stuff that's going on. God didn't give you the spirit of fear. What kind of fear is it? It's a spirit. What do you do with the spirit? You cast it out. You, it has no place or no power over you in the name of Jesus. Give me an amen. Now, who can help me get back to where we were? Chapter what? 14, 14. Then Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. Everywhere he went, he went healed their sick. That's why he says, these signs shall follow them that believe. First thing you're going to do in my name, do you believe? Say, I believe. First thing you're going to do is cast out devils. Why is that? Because the devil is the number one hindrance to the kingdom of God. Yes. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. And he says, uh, he healed all of them. Okay, 1434. Let's go over here. Is healing the will of God? I would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, 1 Thessalonians the God of all peace sanctify you, five, verse 23, 5.23. Sanctify you holy, and I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord. Faithful is he who called you, he has also done it. Spirit, soul, and what? Body. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you. He that raised Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Oh, happy day. I'm ready for this mortal body to receive the life of God in it. My body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. My body belongs to God. My spirit belongs to God. Amen? It's His. Now, a lot of people think that, you know, sickness is just from God. Every time there's a wreck and somebody dies and go to heaven, oh, they just needed another angel to go to heaven. God did it so He could have another angel. All this weather conditions that's going on all around the world. They call it acts of God. Acts of God. John Alexander Dowie was a 19th century healing evangelist said, I've crossed the ocean 14 times. Every time storms have arisen. Each time without exception, I stood on the deck of the ship and commanded that storm in the name of Jesus to stop and peace be still. Each time it stopped. Jesus was asleep in the ship and the winds came up 
He was on a waterbed back there just sleeping. And they came and woke him up, said, Master, don't you care that we're perishing? They'd already decided to die. They just wanted to know if he cared. And he gets up and rebukes the, the wind and the sea and commanded it to be still. Now, if that storm was of God, he wouldn't have rebuked it because it would have been God's will. It wasn't God's will. We accept too much. The weathermen tell us that we got a La Nina. A La Nina? No, winter's going to be dry just like the summer. Who put them in charge? Who, who said a La Nina has to stay over us for another six months? I don't believe that. I believe in the name of Jesus. God said he would send rain, the former rains and the latter rains on this earth to water it so it would give grass to our herds and everything else. This is not the will of God. And when the name of Jesus, we take authority over that thing and we command all them La Ninas to get out and the kingdom of God come and the water cover the earth and bring forth fruit. Drought's got to go in Jesus' name. I believe he can send. He don't have to have a La Nina and El Nino and all that to do whatever he wants to do. He can cover the whole, the whole earth is filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. So I'm not going to buy into that. There ain't nothing good about a drought. Nothing. And that doesn't represent the kingdom. Just because they say it and people agree with it, No. Stay not on my watch. Enough's enough. We've had enough. I don't believe in my lifetime. I've seen it as dry as it is right now. And they say another six months, no. No. Every tongue rising against us, no. We just refute it in Jesus' name. It ain't going to happen. They have not all believed the report. You know, one of the things in Luke chapter 8, let's look in chapter 8. <coughs> Parable of the sower. We know the parable of the sower. Verse 5, a sower went forth to sow what? What kind of seed? The seed's the word of God. Sowing, well, you know with your mouth you sow the seed. You sow the word of God. Okay. And some fell by the wayside and it was trodden down. The fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rocks and soon it was sprung up and withered because it lacked moisture. Some fell among the thorns and the thorns sprang up and it's choked. Others fell on good ground. Say good ground. And sprang up and bare fruit hundredfold. When the, these things were said, he said, He that hath ears, let him hear. And his di disciples asked him, What is this parable? He said unto you, It is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Say, I have been given the ability to hear. But to the others, the parable that they see might see and not perceive and hearing they might not understand. Now here is the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then comes the devil and takes away the word that was sown in his heart. Why would we attend unto my word? Incline your ears to my scent. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in your, in, in your uh, mind all the time. Don't let them depart from your heart. Keep them. Guard it. Guard your, both of those words. Just guard. Set a watch over. Don't let the enemy come and take that seed out of your heart. It's got to... Mary don't go plant a seed out there in the field and then go the next day and dig it up and see if it's done anything. He plants that seed and he knows something's going to happen to that seed. He, don't, he goes to sleep. He don't worry about it. He knows it's going to come forth if it has moisture. 
That's the word of God. When you sow the word of God, don't let the enemy with doubt and unbelief come and take that seed out of your heart. Now see right here. He says, uh, okay. good ground. Now look, what does it say? Those with an honest and a good heart, having heard the word, guard it. Got to guard the word. You got to let it be in you. And you got to guard it. Keep it there. And it brings forth fruit with patience. An honest and a good heart is the good ground. Now, God said, I give you a new heart. You got an honest and a good heart. He gave it to you. And he said, I put my words in that heart. If he put that word in your heart, what is that word? He said, my word that goes forth, it won't return unto me void, but it will prosper in the thing wherein I sent it. And you'll go out with joy and be led with peace and the mountains will break forth and sing it. Trees of the field will clap their hands. He has put his word in their heart and it will come to pass. But you got to remember, remember Hebrews chapter three. He said, now you watch it. He's warning you, don't let an evil heart of unbelief take you aside. Now, when he gives you a new heart, he says he'll take that stony heart and set it aside. Hmm. He set it aside. But you know what? If you're not careful listening to all the fake news and the fake lies, you can come pick it back up again. What, did, what happened to Saul? Saul chose David, um, God chose Saul to rule his people. And it says, when Samuel anointed him and he turned away, it says God gave him another heart and he became another man. But what happened? He picked up the old one. He got jealous. He got resentful. And an evil spirit came and possessed his life. Was that God's plan? God told him just to listen to me. You do what I tell you to. But he feared the people. He feared rejection. Fear of rejection caused him to compromise. Honest and a good heart. We've been given an honest and a good heart. 2 Corinthians 7.1 Having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. How do you do that? The Word of God. Let the words of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And let the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. We're in a warfare. But I'm trying to point out, you can't listen to as the stomach turns. You can't listen to all these fake stuff and these news all the time without what you hear affecting you. Guard your heart. He give you a new one. He give you a heart after him. Don't clog it up with all this. Why is the purpose of this parable? Because he's telling you all the dangers that can happen with Satan coming and taking that seed out of your heart or being cares of this world choke that Seed and it become unfruitful. Deceitfulness of riches. See? Why is it was Jesus so amazed when he saw their faith? It's because when he went into his own hometown, he could do no miracles. Jesus, Son of God, could do no mighty works because of unbelief. 
That is astounding. Say astounding. That's why he, he honored and respected when he saw faith. Scripture says when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? I'm telling you, you be one of them and say, yes, he's going to find faith when he comes. Because why? Because we're living by the faith of the Son of God. We're living by his faith. You know, you look in Mark 11. A lot of men of God that moves in the healing realm, realm quote Mark 11, 23 and 24. But you look in 22. After Jesus had cursed the fig tree for not bearing fruit, and they walked by and Peter said to Jesus, look, that tree that you cursed, it's withered away. And Jesus said to them, here's the Greek, have the faith of God. Yes. He, didn't, he didn't say have faith in God. The Greek says have the very faith of God. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things that he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. 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 And when you stand praying, forgive. Now, forgiveness is still valid. I want to tell you something. When you've got to keep your heart with all diligence, you can't allow resentment and bitterness to come into your heart and unforgiveness towards anybody. You think just because you're a Christian, you can afford to let it stay there. No. That, that affects your hearts. You've got to let it go. Bible says in the new Christian says forgiving one another as God for Christ's sake forgave you. He forgave you of everything. Why is there anything that anybody's ever done that would cause you want to hold on to it? Forgive one another as God for Christ's sake forgave you. No option. Why? It's essential. Why is the Holy Spirit when he comes he will convict the world of sin of righteousness and judgment of sin. Why? Because you don't believe. He convicts the Christians of sin just as much as he does. I want to tell you something. I apologize for not saying this, but I want to tell you, Galatians is real. Galatians 6, 7 is valid. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh. That's a, that's a law. Amen. Don't think it applies to everybody else and it doesn't apply to you. It does. It affects you. If you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. What is corruption? Could be sickness. Because it's corruptible. We live in a corruptible body that can be affected. Convict the world of sin. Of what? Righteousness. You are the very righteousness of God. The Holy Ghost screams that at you every day. You're as righteous as you're ever going to get. You're never going to get any more righteous in Christ than you are. Of judgment because why? The prince of this world has already been judged. So why are you afraid of him? Why? God didn't give us that spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And none of this is on my notes, and I don't even know where I'm at or what I'm doing. Huh? I'm just telling you. And it's, it's really essential that we understand. You know, I'm telling you, if your heart condemns you not, then have you confidence towards God. If your heart, the way to keep your heart cleansed is to apply the word of God. You know, all unrighteousness is sin. Sin is missing the mark. We've missed the mark on healing, saints. We have. We've missed the mark when it comes to healing. I want to get in the mark, don't you? I'm ready to hit the mark because he's already paid for it. When we start believing healing is just as valid as everything else, I think we're going to see everything else line up. 
But we got to start believing it. We got to attend unto the word. We got to incline our ears to his sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep that heart. Guard that heart with all diligence, for out of that heart flows the issues of life. You know what I did? I just started saying, whenever I feel anything, God, if I've done anything, I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. By one offering, Jesus took care of sin forever. Right? But he ever lives to make intercession. Now, little children, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. Now, I don't know about you. I had not met too many people that's born again that never sinned again. If you've met somebody, I'd like to see them, including me. Now, his blood that he shed covered that sin, past, present, and future. But it's, it's imperative that we give no place to the devil by not allowing that thing to stay there. If there's a hindrance in your life, say, Lord, what is that hindrance? I confess it and I don't want it. That quick is gone and you're back where you needed to be. Isaiah 59 says, your sins, your iniquities have separated you from me. You can't be separated from the love of God. But you can feel separated. That's all the enemy wants to do is drive a wedge between you and him. And your fellowship. Have fellowship. If we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. When these things come in, you lose your fellowship. You have a tendency to want to isolate yourself. Hey, we're the body of Christ. I'm just saying, let's make sure we guard our hearts and our minds, our spirit, so that the enemy can't put a wedge there. And I believe that we're going to see, I'm ready to see what happened in Africa happen here in America. I think 1st of November will be a good day to see it, don't you? I'm ready to see it. You know, these, these plagues, they should be afraid to come. I'm telling you, they should be afraid to come into your city. They should be. We got Psalms 91. We need to walk into every hospital in this country and play them out. You know, I got a friend of mine. Y'all know who he is, Joe James. He went to Africa two times. Jim was with him. He went into the hospitals and cleaned them out. Two different times. The doctors called him from Kenya. Won't know what in the world's going on. It doesn't just have to be in Africa. The gospel is for us. The gospel of the kingdom is heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, and cast out devils. He said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Your job is to lay hands on the sick. His job is to let them recover. How simple is that? Unbelief. The strong man of unbelief. Fear and unbelief. I'll quit now. Empty it in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. We just, in the name of Jesus, bind that COVID fear in the name of Jesus. Can command it to go in Jesus' name. It's unbelief. Give no place to that thing. Well, stand, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. 
And Lord, we are going to attend more to it. We're going to incline our ears and we're going to set our eyes and we're going to make straight paths that you walked. And the scripture says, as you are, so are we in this present world. And Lord, we thank you that we know who we are and we know whose we are. And we thank you, Lord, no weapon formed against us will prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we just disannul it in Jesus' name. And we just command this spirit of virus to loose this whole, not just the panhandle, not just Texas, New Mexico, but the whole United States. You have no place here. We are one nation yeah. under God. That means you have no place here yeah. in the name of Jesus. And Father, I have, ask you to help us to be what you called us to be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And he lifts up his countenance upon you and gives you peace in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. Amen.